Hello, welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where it's a hole in the wall, but oh, what a glorious hole it is. <laughs> I'm Patrick Mathers, the pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. Believe it or not. <laughs> hey, who are you? I'm Brian, Brian Gumpy, <laughs> Elder, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. Also, I decided that... Your new hello sounds like a cartoon bloodhound. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. I received that. Anyway, so something about good holes. <laughs> There's this place in Huntington Beach on Main Street. <laughs> uh-huh. Right there, like as you're going towards the pier. And it was like a block and a half up. If anybody remembers what this place was called, who lived in Huntington Beach back in seventies? It would have been in the eighties. Hit me up because I can't remember what it's called. But it was a building built in between two buildings, so it was <laughs> a literal hole in the wall. Like you, with your wingspan, could touch both walls. Probably being in there. Okay. So it was like a tiniest little, and it looked janky. Like it was. It looked like a wood shack that somebody had hovelled together in between two buildings. Just a you know, hawk some shrooms or something, but it had so many amazing things in there. It had amazing shoes. It had the best leather coats. It had. See, it was, this it whole time I thought we were talking about a restaurant. No, no, clo- no clothes and stuff. And, okay. and I bought one of the best backpacks I ever, ever bought there. And it was like this patchwork looking thing that looked like somebody. Like like I had sewed it in my backyard with like scraps. Has, That's what it looked like. Like how it has to be in your backyard. It can't be like in your house. <laughs> I didn't want my mom to see. <laughs> I'm not sewing. I'm not sewing, mom. I swear. <laughs> but it it that had looks a, like backyard sewing to me. <laughs> if I ever saw it, it had all kinds of secret little compartments and. Like that Saturday Night Live skit? You put your weed in there. No, no. They're for like souvenir coins from McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Weed. What are you talking for those about? those like Olympic coins? <laughs> sure. I feel like Jurassic that was... Park coins. What? <laughs> 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 So I bought this backpack there and they yeah. had a, they had all kinds of cool stuff there and you could like go and like consignment like if you had something you wanted to sell you could sell it there too. And it was the coolest little place and I don't remember what it was called but they it should was, get a better building. No, that was what made, like gave it its charm. Was it is this little shack that that I don't know who built it or what. It's for sure not there now. It's like all uppity Strip mall, high-end stores now. But... Uppity strip mall. Here's my point, is that we are the hole in the wall of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We are a hole in the wall, but oh, what a glorious hole we are. (laughs) Isn't that good? Yes. Isn't that good? That was the best comment I ever gave you. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) That's the best compliment you've ever given me? (laughs) Uh, Well... Is it a reach? Is it a stretch? I, I feel like you've said better things about me than that. Well, us. Uh, this is sure. us. We're talking oh. about us. All right. Our, well, you said our, me. I don't know. Our, our, our little yeah, show. If you see our studio, it definitely. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what, though? Lee, today, she, when we were at church, she's like, 
I don't know why more people don't go here. And I'm thinking that's exactly what I think about our podcast and our church. It's like, I don't get it. Like, we got good stuff here. We're laying it down, the Word of God. And we're, like, talking about things that are interesting. And we're kind of interesting, I think. People All right. like us. All right. We're going to do something spontaneous and okay. random since right. you just said that. Isn't that, like, what our show is? Listener, <laughs> hit pause. Oh, crap. Now they're not listening. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Unpause. Don't hit pause yet. Unpause. Are you, are you unpaused yet? Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. So now that you're back, I'll pause it when I'm done giving you instructions. What I want you to do, if, if you enjoy this podcast, do me a favor. And I don't know how I'll know if you don't listen, but I will know. Divine revelation. What I want you to do is I want you to go find your favorite belonging before believing episode. And there's a little share button. I want you to text that link to one of your friends. Or Instagram it. Or that's too. Yeah. But no, text it to one of your friends and say, hey, I really like this. And I think you would too. Yeah. You should listen to this. Yeah, do that. All that's right. Good. Now pause it and go do that. And then come back. I think they're back now. Did you come back? And I think they paused it and then they came back. You know back. why they're Who did coming? you text it to? I wonder. I don't no, know. No, no. That's what they should hit us up like on Twitter. They should tweet us. I texted my friend, Graham Hossenberry, and I showed him the episode from Samson. (laughs) Samson, Samson. (laughs) The Philistines are upon you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my word. All right. Do we we have a... They're going to come back because they see what this episode is, and this is one I know people are going to be interested in. Yeah. This is our, our... Belonging before believing bread and be- or bread and butter type of question. Bread and blutter. Bread, Don't bread. say that, dude. Not about this topic. This <laughs> is <laughs> our bread and butter. Butter. <laughs> it rhymes with utter and mutter. So the qu- <laughs> the question <laughs> is do And Danny Glover. Do an- Donald Glover. Do animals Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Danny Ch- Childish Cambino. The guy from... Lando Calrissian. What? No, the, I'm talking about Danny Glover from... I know who you're talking about. I'm talking about Donald Glover. Because I'm old and you're young? Yeah. All right. I mean, you're Murtaugh, I'm Riggs. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Not our friend Riggs. <laughs> Mel Gibson playing Riggs. <laughs> anyway, the question is, do animals have souls? Which will also be known as the Do All Dogs, Dogs Go, Go to, to Heaven episode. Yes. Well, this, this Which is came a creepy up. movie, dude. It is. It's, it's not that, good. Yeah. That's a creepy yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Go back and rewatch that before you decide, oh, I want to show my kids this cute little movie. Dude, it's, oh, it's a creepy it movie. And it I is. loved it when I was a and kid. Theologically, not an accurate movie. No. You can never come back. <laughs> If that doesn't creep you out <laughs> enough, go watch the cartoon dog say that. All right. So I got asked this question, and it was asked to me by a animal lover. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if you're an animal lover, hit pause and come back next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Spoiler don't. alert. No, 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 don't. Don't. No. Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you do that? We're a glorious hole in the wall. Why would you go and ruin this thing? Come on, dude. 
All right. No, no. We love animals. Okay. So I have a dog. His name is Knox. And he's, he's, he's the only other man in the house besides me. And we hang out a lot. Dude, my dog is the only other man in the house, too. And my dog's name is Skittles. Yeah, he's a lot of people think he's a girl. Yeah, he's effeminate. So, but I mean, he's fun. Your dog is not. My dog is not. My Knox fits him. Yeah, Um, Skittles fits him too. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and and we've we've had always had dogs. I'm allergic to cats, so I'm not a cat person. Um, Although, if we had cats growing up when I was a kid, we've had fish. We we had goats for a while. Do you remember (laughs) when we had goats? Yes. Yeah, and we had chickens. We so we we're not we like animals. I mean, I'm I'm super cool with animals. They're great. So, but what you're gonna you you kind of hear subtly back in the voice is that I'm gonna say that they don't have souls. But let's start from the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and in the midst of creation, those seven days, well, six days, He created the animals on day five. And he created water animals, land animals, and he created them fully formed and functioning and, and running around and frolicking and skipping and jumping. There was something, though, that was missing from the animals that is present in humans. And when we read the book of Genesis, it says, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the livestock, and over all the earth and all the creeping things that creep on the earth. So, in light of that, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, we find that there is a distinction that God makes with humankind, men and women, both collectively, not just men, that differs from the rest of the animal kingdom. And the technical phrase that's used here is the image of God. Throughout scripture, we see more and more and more of what that image of God is. And it is the point of difference between us and the animals. We, we know that animals don't really have a sense of morals, right? They don't have a code of ethics they just live instinctually. They go and they do what they want to do. They eat. They sleep. What else do they do? They poop. I was. Gonna, <laughs> I was like, "Are you going to make me say poop?" No, no. I was trying, I was to, trying think to think of, of like what. I was trying to think of what else they did. That's that's all they I drink thought water, of. You know, and and then they just they keep on trucking, and and oh, they reproduce. They have more animal babies. Yeah. But Dude, every time I've watched a documentary, especially about bears, bears' lives are so sad. All they do <laughs> is, well, the more I think about it, the more people aren't going to think this is that sad. But, like, if they're not sleeping, they're, like, looking for their next, their whole life is spent either sleeping or looking for food. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it? You just have to spend your whole life being hungry yep. and tired? Yep. Isn't that all animals, though? That's like most animals. It's kind of me, too. <laughs> just always hungry and tired. <laughs> But you have a moral compass. <laughs> and that's what makes you different from the animals. So we, we also, okay, uh, on top of that, that's the most important one is that we have uh, an ethical construct. But we also have com- the ability to communicate in ways that the animals don't. We know that animals, like, communicate with each other. We're not ignorant of that. But 
they don't talk, <laughs> which is what makes like a Dr. Doolittle movie or cartoons like All Dogs Go to Heaven makes them interesting because you have these talking animals. Up is great, right? Where you got Doug. Yes. And all those dogs who talk because they got that little box on their throat. But, you know, that's that's not something that that's going to happen. You know, I mean, we, you teach an, a gorilla how to use sign language and, and he can communicate some, but he had to be taught it. And then there was lots of things that it, it couldn't learn. Uh, another aspect of the image of God within us that makes us unique, as distinct, is that we have guilt and shame. And you see those funny little pictures of people shaming their dogs, you know, when they, like, tore up the trash bag or something like that. But really, but it's just fear. It, it's just fear, and it's it's um, something that they've learned. We, we legitimately have shame, and the, and the evidence is we all wear clothes, right? That's, I mean, the whole point mm-hmm. of the the people covering themselves in the garden is they knew they were naked and they were ashamed. The original intention was not, was not that, that we would be naked and that we would exist like the animal kingdom does and that we would have not fallen into sin and unrighteousness and that we would have dominion over the whole earth as God's, um, what's the right word? Regents over the, the animal kingdom. I was say stewards. Stewards, yeah. So, so animals um, certainly have an exalted place in creation, but they don't have the same place in creation that humans do in God's perspective, and he's the creator, so he has the right and he has the authority to say what's right and what's not in terms of, of the animal kingdom. Now, does that mean that we can just abuse animals and do whatever we want with them? I don't think so. In Proverbs chapter 12, it says, whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. And there, there's a sense where we get that, where, where it's, it's a, you know, there you are petting your dog right now. Like <laughs> as we're talking about this, you're sitting there petting Skittles on the head. That's a good thing. You're, you're, you are, according to the words of Scripture, regarding the life of your beast. And, I mean... <laughs> my, my beast. <laughs> Skittles. Skittles came up, and he's wagging his tail, and he's looking all cute, and there you go. And Beast that he is. Yeah, beast, beastie that he is. And he, you're, you're petting him, and, and you have regard for him. I've never seen you mistreat him. I've never seen you, you know... The only ill speak that you might do of him is just poking fun at him because he's a little derp, 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 you know, kind of guy. Yeah, he's practically Doug. He, he's, he's there. He's, he's a little more fit than Doug. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Knox, I've, you know, I wrestle with him. I used to a lot more. And we're both getting a little old. But um, <laughs> we used to wrestle a lot. And, and, you know, he'd always hang out with me. He always sits on my lap if I'm home. We... We have a pretty That's a good... a big lap dog. It, oh, my gosh. He thinks he's like eight pounds, but he's 108 or something like that. He's gigantic. So, and here Skittles just came up to me, and now I'm petting Skittles unconsciously. Like, I, I like animals, and I think that's a manifestation of somebody who has a good and working moral compass. I'm not saying they're... Nice. They're, I'm not saying they're right with the Lord or anything, you know, because sinners can certainly... 
love and respect animals. In fact, I think there's but they're some usually I, cat people. Well, I think there's some idolatry that comes along. I'm racing right past that because <laughs> I don't want an email about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's that's a place where idolatry comes from is that people you know love their animals. And they love animals and they see an aspect of animals that they really respect and they exalt that aspect of the animal and they end up worshiping the animal. They choose to worship creatures rather than the creator, according to Romans chapter one there. And so people do end up worshiping. So it's, I think there is a line between enjoying, respecting, um, liking, having regard, taking care of animals and then worshiping animals. I think that is an area where probably we would say like PETA has gone too far and, you know, that, that there's actual animal worship and, and in the sense that they're trying to denigrate humankind to the level of animals and elevate animal kind to either being equals with us or better than us because they don't cause wars and do these kind, you know, Oh, do, yeah. do moral actions, but we would say, well, that's that's in ma- that's evidence that they're not um, made in the image of God like we are. So I'm, you know, there there are people who certainly love animals and and who are you know fine and good, and then there are people who go overboard and you know that's that's the, what they obsess over is animals, and they're all about animals. And you know, there's some people who like I like animals better than I like people. Oh, totally. And the reason is, is because dude, that's, that's a cop-out. That's a path of least resistance. That's, I, I had a bad time or seven with people along the line of my life, and this dog never did me wrong. Of course it didn't, because you feed it. <laughs> and you clean his poop up, and you give it a bed to sleep in. And this cat gets fed by you, and, you know... It, and in return, it tolerates in you. In ter- return, it tolerates you. you know, yeah, that's... Maybe. If you're lucky. Yeah. You know, so cats can be fickle. I don't know. I had a good cat growing up. His name was was Gimli, like the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That looks like me. Yeah, you notice I didn't say <laughs> no, anything. I know. I know. I own it. I own it. But uh, so I used to sit on the front porch when I got home from school when I locked myself out. And I would <laughs> just pet Gimli. All, you know, and we'd just sit there and it was, she was a cool cat. She didn't like to be picked up. She'd kind of scratch you and give you the business if you picked her up. But other than that, she was pretty cool. I liked her. But I don't have an irrational understanding of what an animal is. An animal is created by God. And as a creature of God's, it's going to give God glory and honor and praise in living according to the parameters and the boundaries that it was given. So... There are laws in the Old Testament that when an animal kills another human being, that that animal should be put to death. I mean, it's it, and you know, today, I mean, if you were to go to parts of the world where there's still savage animals out running about, if they come in the village and kill somebody, they're going to go out and try to kill that animal so it doesn't continue to kill people because most animals should have their estate out in the wild. And we live in our societies kind of removed from that estate. And when those two commingle in an unhealthy way, usually people are the ones who are going to die. And with the image of God that's upon us, then, you know, God says that people do have greater value. Jesus didn't come to die for dogs or die for oxen or die for ostriches or die for bats or 
die for flamingos or die for, you know, the fishies in the deep blue sea. He, Christ came to die for humans, and he came as a human. He came and suffered um, under humans. He came and suffered human temptations, human, um, human oppression, and died at the hands of his own creation, which wasn't the animal kingdom. It was people doing to him, the creator, things they, they shouldn't have done. So what I hear you saying is mm-hmm. dogs do not go to heaven. They don't. There is a passage in Revelation, actually turned there, where um, there are dogs that are, and, and this is something that people aren't going to like, <laughs> They're outside of heaven. They don't actually exist in heaven, according to the book of Revelation. Now, now, is dogs there like a metaphor? Because dogs weren't, you know, viewed as the same way. They weren't pets like we have them today. Maybe there are horses, it seems like, in heaven, because Jesus actually comes back on a horse. But what, okay, whether there are animals in heaven or not, all the horse people are just like stoked out of their minds right, right now. Right, right. Yeah. And that's fine. But the issue is, is animals do not have the image of God. And humans do. Christ came to redeem those who have the image of God, mankind, and bring them into his heaven. Heaven is like the Garden of Eden restored. In the Garden of Eden, there were animals. And so I do think there is a sense where animals are going to be in heaven. Hmm. They're not going to be our pets that are reincarnated or pets that are sanctified. You, you know, Skittles is not going to be in heaven. Sorry, dude. Dang. Knox is not going to be in heaven. My dog who died, Augie, is not going to be in heaven. You know, Piper, not going to be in heaven. Our goat that got tore up by that Doberman <laughs> pincher. Oh, jeez. Not going to be in heaven. The animals are, are going... I can tell you where that Doberman is, though. <laughs> H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> animals, although they... It seems like there are going to be some animals in heaven, certainly. Um, they are not our pets that have been redeemed. They're not animals who are alive now that have been redeemed. They are animals that are going to be there in eternity, and I don't know exactly what that looks like. Or how they play a role, but what about but Balaam's donkey? Balaam's donkey was a vessel that God used for a moment in time and endowed with the gift of speech for one instance. And when it died, it went to donkeying the netherworld. <laughs> the donkey netherworld. Is that in Judges too? It is not in Judges. It is in Numbers. Okay. Yeah, Balaam was cursing the people of God before they came into the land. Hmm. And they were camping outside of Edom, Moab, and the king of Moab, think of king of Moab, was the one who hired Balaam to come and to curse the children of Israel. So it was before they went into the promised land. But um, yeah, so there, there are going, I do think there are going to be animals in heaven because it's going to be like the Garden of Eden reinstituted, um, but they're not going to be our pets. We have no reason to think that. Um, Will there be serpents in heaven? Mm, that's a good question. I mm, maybe yes, but it'll oh be, maybe yes, but it'll be however that serpent was before the fall that had legs. I was gonna say not crawling on mm, its belly. Yeah, not crawling on its belly. Maybe 
I think it's, I think I'm, I, and I'm w- open to discussion on this one. But <laughs> I would I, hope so. <laughs> I think I would go so far as to say that whatever e- animals existed before the fall will exist or could exist in heaven. I don't have a problem with that because the heaven is supposed to be likened to the garden. It's the garden reinstituted. The tree of life is there. The river's flowing out from there. God's dwelling with people. I will be your God. You will be my people like we see in the Garden of Eden. It's, it's the Garden of Eden perfected um, without the possibility of sin. So I would go so far as to say whatever created animals existed then could exist in heaven. Now that leaves the room open for all kinds of things like what do you do with dinosaurs, right? You know, um, I don't know. At this, I'm, I'm, I have no idea. And I sure Here's like, hoping. Uh, yeah, you know, there. I love that picture of Jesus riding the Velociraptor with like a, <laughs> a with like an AR-15. <laughs> I would love to be able to ride a Velociraptor with a robe on with an AR-15 in heaven. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen though. <laughs> Why would we need a gun? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That's just ridiculous. Why would we need Velociraptors? They're all going to be herbivores. Oh, but then the her- the poor plants. Oh, are they going to get chomped up? Oh. Does that mean there's no steak in heaven? What? I said, does that mean there's no steak in heaven? Listen, buddy. Do you remember when Jesus showed up there on the shore of Galilee and he made breakfast? Do you remember how he made breakfast? He looked down at the ground and he said, breakfast. And there was fish on a fire, all roasted, all tasty for him. Dude, if you want steak in heaven, you're going to be able to go, a steak. <laughs> and there it is. You can take that to the bank, there people. There you go. There you go. Oh, wow. That's a prophetic utterance this is my right favorite, there. This is my favorite part <laughs> of this episode, easily. <laughs> In heaven, when you say, a steak. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and it's a velociraptor steak. <laughs> I, have you ever had like... I feel like that would not be tender have at all. Have you ever had... What are you doing there? You uh-huh. got to silence that bad boy. I just did. <laughs> Very quickly, nobody would have even noticed if you hadn't said anything. Everybody would have noticed. Uh, hey, do you, have you ever had snake or like iguana or something? <laughs> At first, I thought you said steak. I'm like, yes, Pat, I've had steak. No, I've not had snake or snake. iguana. Snake, the belly slitherer. <laughs> Depending on you remember that what guy. Of time we're talking we about. literally just talked about him like five minutes ago. <laughs> yes, he's kind of chewy. That makes sense. An alligator. You've had alligator. Did yes. you have the alligator burger at the at the what's it called? No, and I had the tackle box. I had alligator sausage in New Orleans. How was that? Killer. Okay. Tastes like sausage. Okay, well, I very had good a, sausage. I had an alligator steak before. Okay. And it tasted really good. So I would imagine Velociraptor would be a lot like that. It seems like it would be tough. Well, you think that about alligator, but the one I had wasn't. It's how you prepare it. It's the same thing with anything. If you cook it right and marinate it right, dude, you can make a lot of things taste really good. All right. That should not. Like squirrel. I did never had a squirrel. <laughs> hey, do you know my favorite movie is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. And he eats squirrel in that movie. <laughs> okay. There's enough to share. You remember that? No. I've, I've only he seen says, it once, and it was at your house. He says, Dilbert? I fear at this particular point in time, a squirrel would only rouse my appetite without bedding her back down again. 
<laughs> so he didn't eat the squirrel because he's afraid it was just going to make him hungrier. Just going to wake the beast. Yeah, yeah, but I love the word, the turn of phrase there. Yes. Arouse my appetite without bedding her back down again. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? That is great. So, okay, pets, sorry, don't go to heaven. Dude, there's churches that do, like, pet blessings. You bring your pet in, and he gives you the... Okay. He gives you the, the whammy. I feel like we've talked the about this. The Spirit of God. He does this. I feel, I feel like we've made reference to me being in the man choir, the men's chorale when I was at APU. And um, we would sing at a church every other Sunday. And I want to say it was... I'll give you perspective. It was like our second or third church that we sang at. And it was an Episcopal church. And it was like on like St. Augustine. No, St. Francis. St. Francis Day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Francis Day. And, uh, You'd have been the five points of Calvinism. <laughs> right, no, 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 no. Definitely not. It was on St. Francis Day, and everyone brought their pets in to church that day. That's so dumb. We did a couple services. One was like their liturgical service, which the difference between a liturgical service at an Episcopal church and their normal service was insane. <laughs> Was it? Kind of. It was that different. Like, you think it's liturgical somewhere else. Go to a liturgical service at an Episcopal church. Anyway. Ooh, yeah, okay. But everyone at this, like, laid-back service could bring whatever pet they want to be blessed by this, like, what do you call it? Bishop, minister, roby man. Anyway. Shaman. Dude, there were people. Dude, there was crazy stuff. Of course, there were, like, herds of cats and dogs. But people brought in, like, their, like, hamsters and their snakes and their rats and there's whatever Roby man, whatever what? the man. Ro- oh, Roby. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were making some animal name. I'd never no. heard of the Roby man. I'm like, what? No, whatever his title is, he was like sprinkling all of these animals and blessing them. And then once like he had gone through the line, he looked at one of my friends and just looked at him with this kind of quirky face and then just little spritz in his face. I'm like, oh, wow. You obviously have a lot of reverence for these blessings that you're giving out when you're just like spritzing my buddy in the face just to be annoying. Wow. Anyway, so then we go into the main service. And it's not our turn to sing yet. So the the guy who is leading music, he's going to do a quick little a little set real quick. And so we're just standing in the pews. Now, there's 60 of us in this men's corral, right? There was. I love how you're called the corral, yeah. and you're at the thing where they're blessing animals. Yeah. I like that. Whatever. There's 60 of us in man choir, right? There were maybe 40 people in this service. We outnumbered the congregation. Sure. Any Episcopal church you ever go to, you're going to outnumber the congregation. Anyway, so they sing this hymn. And I will remember this hymn until the day I die. So it's just talking about all the different animals. And it starts with, it's like, oh, like fish swimming, birds flying, all glory be to God. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. You know, dogs running, wolves howling, all glory be to God. Okay. All right, fine. Dude, they're doing what they do. It starts to go south. It's like orangutan swinging, monkeys wooing, worms worming. Oh, <laughs> glory to God. Dude, they're like talking about spiders twirling and like, dude, there's like 14 verses of this song. Oh my God. And here's the thing pack of 60 of us, one dude in the middle gets the giggles. Oh. 
And once one dude got the giggles, that we, was it. we all start losing it. So we were like taking turns, like covering each other. Like everyone gets their like minute to laugh while we like hurt around you <laughs> so that these congregants can't see that we're losing our ever loving minds because this song is absolutely ridiculous. I would say it's bat. You know what? Crazy. Cause there were bats in the song. How do we not sing that? We should... oh, golly. <laughs> hey, we sing all creatures of our God and King tonight. Yeah. All creatures of our God and King. And then we just <laughs> list all the creatures. No, no, no. Here's what I was thinking. Every dude, I'm probably gonna spoil the song for you, which I'm don't mind doing. That every time we hear that song, all I do is think of that Mr. Bean episode where he's got that candy in his pocket and all he wants to do is eat that candy. But that old curmigeny scrounge dude looks next to him and keeps looking at him like, Don't you dare eat that candy, you little whippersnapper. And but Mr. Bean, he gives it the Herculean effort and he does everything he can to keep that thing hidden. And yet he still gets the candy in the oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Have you ever seen what that? about that hymn makes you think of that? Because there's the whole skit that hymn is playing. Like, oh, it's hallelujah. That's the only line he knows. And every time that line comes up, he belts it out and starts singing it. And then it goes. And when he's Herman, 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 he's eating that, trying to get that candy. Oh, oh it's awesome. Oh. Look it up, Joe. Is that what you're doing? What no, are you I'm doing? looking up the hymn that I was talking about. Oh, okay. But we don't have time for that. Dude, let's put a bow on this bad boy. You got a question of the day? I do got a question of the day. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. What is the most embarrassing piece of clothing you own? To me or to my wife? Can't. But let's hear them both. Uh. Okay, so... To my wife, it's a toss-up, although I think second place would be my gray plaid pants. They're made by Vans. They're awesome. Why are they embarrassing? She hates them. Are they all tight? Which is why I would like to wear them with my... They used to be. Not yeah. so much right now. Okay. But anyway, I, I like to wear them with the number one thing that embarrasses her, which is my embroidered bowling shirt. That says it's red and black and it says Gumpy in, you know. Why is that embarrassing to her? She hates it. Why? She, she hates it. I don't know. She has no taste. Rachel's got no taste. There's no accounting for taste. Um, There's accounting for those with no taste. Yeah. I count them out. They zeros. Okay, mine? Yeah. So, okay, I have two probably. I have this, this one shirt that is like so ridiculously tight. And I only wear it, like, if I want to embarrass the kids. Like, I come running out of the room with it on, and it's it's ridiculous. And it's, yeah, it's just a ridiculously tight shirt. But the other shirt I actually bought on our cruise in the Caribbean, and I think I got it in San Martin, maybe. And it's it's like... So when I went to the Caribbean, I wanted to try whatever beer that they brewed on that island. Yeah, I remember. So every island I went to, I, I tried their beer. Well, I found this one, like, silk shirt that has, like, four or five of those beers from the Caribbean on the shirt, like, laying on the beach, you know, like, it's, I don't know, it's not bad. My wife hates that shirt. Hates it. And I don't know why, like, I bought it for, like, barbecues and stuff. Like, I didn't buy it, like... 
right. to wear to church or to like a, a wedding or something. That's awesome. You know? I love how we keep but looking in my open I'm closet right now. I'm looking in there too <laughs> as if I'm going to find something that you They're all Dutch there. bro shirts, dude. I don't know how to break it to you. Well, I, I don't know why my wife hates that one. So um, maybe she can illuminate me as Got to it. why she hates that shirt. But she does. She let me buy it, though. She, she was like, there. Didn't, she didn't protest until I actually like wore it the first time. <laughs> the deed had been done. <sighs> Whatever. I don't know. All right. Well, listener, what's your most embarrassing piece of clothing? And Hopefully it has an animal on it. <laughs> right. That would be great. And to you, our listener, but not your cats and dogs, we believe that you belong. Thank you.